Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining Encouragement with Aquanda. I am so excited you decided to join me today. Today's topic is white people doing something. Take a listen. Hi, Kathleen. Hi, Aquanda. How are you? I am great. How are you? I'm great. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you well. I am okay. so excited that you decided you would do this for me today. I'm so excited you asked me. I've never done a podcast before. Really? Well, it's nothing too hard. And it's very unscripted and can't mess up. But I'm so excited about this. I've actually missed two weeks of doing it. Just been very busy and overwhelmed with other things going on. And Right now is a great time to do one because there's a lot going on in the world today. <laughs> yes, there is. So Kathleen, tell let's first tell everybody how we even connected. Okay, so um, it was on um, a Facebook page, which is, I believe it's called White People Doing Something. White People Doing Something, yes. Right. And I made a post um, asking if it was appropriate for me to put up a Black Lives Matter sign and where to get one and I wanted to get one from a black owned business Mm -hmm. and you messaged me on Messenger saying that you could do that for me and asked me to be on the podcast right so one of my Facebook friends she saw your post and she um, sent it to me she said she thought about my business and sent it to me and then I thought wow I can do this for her but I would really just want to know more about why you want it why, why did you even join the group white people doing something um, because number one I, I, I want to do something but I also want to learn how to do it in a productive way mm-hmm. that is the way, and I don't know how you pronounce it, B-I-P-O-C. I mean, is there a way to say it or did you just say B-I-P-O-C? Yeah. <laughs> See, this is what I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know a lot. Yes. And I don't want to step on anyone's toes. I don't want to do anything other than what you need. Yes. So, so Kathleen, do you think it's important that white people get involved? Um, oh, that's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm speaking as a white person, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say yes for two reasons. Number one, we have a responsibility to correct what we have done wrong. If I make a mistake, I I have to own up to that mistake and I have to do what I can to rectify it, correct? Correct. This is a lot more than a mistake. Correct. Um, And there is a lot to atone for. So yes, that's one reason we need to get involved. And the second reason we need to get involved is because whether we like it or not, the majority of our legislators are white and clearly they don't listen to 
people of color. Um, but maybe they'll listen to us. Mm-hmm. So, Kathleen, let me ask you a question. Um, I have a son, and he's 18 years old. He just graduated from high school this year. Congratulations. What a, the poor <laughs> thing graduating this year. <laughs> right. So, do you have any children? I do. I have a daughter who's 20. You have a daughter that's 20. Mm-hmm. Well, I also have a daughter that's 15. Do you think, because your daughter is white and my daughter is black, they actually have the same opportunities? Absolutely not. And and that's basically because of skin color. Absolutely. You you know that there you know you agree that there is a such thing as white privilege. Of course there is. How can I mean how can there not be? That's how the system was set up. The system was set up. And it's sickening because the, the only the, the only thing is literally my daughter and your daughter would have the same opportunities if my daughter was white. That's Correct. it. It has nothing to do with her character. Nope. Nothing to do with the fact that Kate, she's going to the 10th grade, K through 10. I've never been to the school for a disciplinary problem. Um, she's been a model student. Your daughter could <laughs> I was brought to the student. school for a disciplinary problem. <laughs> <laughs> but yet your daughter would have has a better chance because she's white. Of course. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, okay, um, I'm, I, I live in New Orleans, but I'm not from here. I'm from Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I was raised in a, in, in a, you know, I was raised in a John Hughes film, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Ferris Bueller's Day Off was my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, It's, it was different there than it is down here. Like, when my husband and I moved here, and we, we drove around, we love New Orleans. Mm-hmm. We fell in love with it on vacation and after Katrina, um, based on the fact that we loved it here on that vacation. <laughs> uh-huh. But when we drove around here, we saw all of these statues of like Andrew Jackson and I can't remember the name of the guy who's in front of the art museum but I mean and the names of the streets here we were stunned that this actually is still happening down here Mm -hmm. and I don't understand how you don't lose your mind (laughs) I mean seriously yeah, it, it has begun to be very um, draining mentally. Um, it's it's just really sad because I never thought my children, I mean, I would witness this because these are things that I've studied in a history book long ago called Alabama History. And I, they don't even have Alabama History now in the schools here. But but here it is it's still it's still happening and it's actually getting worse it's not getting better it's getting it's getting worse i have a um, theory about that I'm, I'm i'm catholic mm-hmm. and i'm a musician um i'm not a very good catholic but i'm catholic <laughs> i'm you know my, my kids go to a catholic private school here and we're not catholic but they go to right i mean i I have some problems with the church, but that's neither here nor there. When I first 
moved here, I worked for a Catholic church in as a, a soloist. Mm-hmm. And it's a very conservative Catholic church. And every Sunday I would leave there so angry. Because it was just so just mean. Like if like mm-hmm. as a woman, none of the priests there would look at me. Because oh, wow. I'm I'm I, I'm a woman, I'm evil, you know, I'm the seductress or whatever. I mean, whatever. But as I was sitting there, every Sunday listening to this hate over and over again, I was just like, you know, I am seeing the death throes of the old guard. And I really believe that these old white men are, they see the change coming. And they've been seeing it coming. And that's why they're getting angrier and angrier and angrier. Because they know that it's going away. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yes, it, it, it makes a lot of sense. And I said, five years ago, I said, it's going to get worse. But it's... So I think that's what we're seeing now. I hope that's what we're seeing now. Yes, and do you actually think Blacks and African Americans they actually give themselves enough credit? Because... Black people are very powerful people. Yes, um, they are. They have a lot of potential. I mean, and we just saw, you know, NFL, like the ball could really be in our court. Without blacks, there is no NFL. There That's is right. absolutely no NFL. There's no basketball. There th- black people are very powerful, but there there there's something that seems to be lacking because and and I, I just can't quite put my, my hands on it but I feel like you know this just happened so long ago and the closer we get to coming out of it we have something like what happened to Mr. Floyd and everybody's in an outrage and they're upset and they're angry and you know it's like maybe difficult to bounce, bounce back well um, I, I agree that there there's a lot of power in your community. I think that you have been so strong for so long and fighting for so long with no backup. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that you're getting it now. And that will be the push forward for you all hopefully so Kathleen let me ask you this growing up mm-hmm. um, your parents are your parents still alive my dad just passed on New Year's Eve but my mom's alive I'm sorry to hear that so how were you brought up as far as black white um, things of that nature it wasn't a thing it wasn't a thing no we were just everybody's a human race it exactly I mean, it was Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't a thing at all. Now, my grandmother's family, <laughs> they were a little different. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, they're all dead. So there you go. Right, right. So what does your daughter think about what's going on? What does she think about it? Oh, my gosh. She 
she's my little militant. <laughs> <laughs> she's all about civil rights for everybody and always has been. I mean, mm-hmm. I've never, she always had a very strong sense of justice, even as a child. Um, yeah, she's, she's, she's all in. I love seeing that all of her it seems her generation is really amazing in your son's generation mm-hmm. I think they see so many more possibilities than than we do even you know not that we're so much older than them but I, th- I really believe that generation is going to change the world prayerfully Prayerf- yes. prayerfully prayerfully that's 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 what's going to happen so have you found yourself being involved with people that here recently you thought were something else and now you know you've seen their true colors oh yeah yeah oh yeah it's uh it's 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 mind-boggling isn't it 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 really is i you know after i read so many posts about the looting and rioting but I never heard anybody say something about an officer having his knee on a man's neck, killing him, right. murdering him in broad daylight. Right. And all I can hear is about looting and rioting when you, and they want peace. They're really, you say peaceful protest, people are yelling and screaming. I don't care if they ever break a window. There's nothing peaceful. But you can't get peace from violence. That just doesn't happen. No, I do not agree with rioting and looting. I don't agree with it, but what do you expect? We yes. are tired. Exactly. Exactly. We are tired. You've been asking nice for quite a while. For a long time. For a long time. And it's getting worse. And you know, it's it, people, they're so bold with it now. You mean broad daylight, like Ahmad Aubrey. Uh-huh. Broad daylight jogging. Yep. You know, um, you know, George Floyd, broad daylight. I mean, there's no Breonna mistake. Taylor, she sleeps in her damn bed. Right. And you, it's not, oh, oops, sorry, the wrong person. No, that's uh-uh. not going to work. And then arrest her boyfriend for it. Right. Unbelievable. And, and they get to do things like that. And, no, and, and everybody goes unquestioned. And they think we're just supposed to, even with, um, you know, the president made a, a remark the other day about <laughs> that, you know, George Floyd should be looking down from heaven saying, uh, what a great day. Even? That was disgusting. Can you even believe? Well, yes, I can believe he said that. I mean, there's no low. There's no depth he won't plumb. And, 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 and it, with him, you know, I don't even know if it's just a black thing with him. I don't really think he cares for anybody. No, but he himself. doesn't. No, it's just, he's, he's all about himself. He disrespects women. He disrespects. He's everybody. equal opportunity that way. He's definitely, <laughs> he, yeah. Now that I can agree on. That he, racism is not even my issue with the man. He's just no. on our, no, he just doesn't care about anything or anybody. There is but, not one redeeming quality about that man. Not one. So I just, you know, I just, I'm, I just pray for a better day. I mean, for, for my people, for for the human race, period. But this, you know, the well, we're killing concentrate by, on you right now. <laughs> <laughs> by people, you know, in authority and with power, and people are like, you know, I have friends that say, oh, well, they gotta. Everybody's being killed. This is happening everywhere. This is not what that's about. 
You know, this is no, not what not. that's about. You know, it's like celebrating breast um breast cancer money. You telling me about somebody that has colon cancer. That's not what that's about at the moment. And I the, saw the greatest um for anyone who, who considers themselves Christian, Luke fifteen. The parable of the lost sheep. Oh yes, yes. About the ninety nine sheep and the one correct. Yes. The ninety nine aren't in danger. The one is. The one is. Right. That that's so true. And and the we know that there's gonna be sin and there's gonna be killing, but you don't expect someone who took an oath to serve and protect. Those are the people that you call. You if you can't call and to be honest with you, I try my best not to deal with police even if I need them because things get twisted they get turned around and mm-hmm. before you know it you're dead or that's right for something yeah. that you didn't even do and I, um, I don't blame you a bit did you see that um, the Minneapolis City Council has voted um, to defund the police department no I did not see that have you read anything about defunding police departments? It's a it's a thing right now. Maybe I did see one thing about that, but I'm not sure. It it's was... a very interesting idea. I did see that. It's time may have come. Um, the, the basic premise is that we have given the police the jobs that social workers should be doing or that education should be doing, or that housing should be doing, and made it criminal. So we take that away from the police, the money that funds that, and we actually Mm -hmm. fund um, homelessness, like find homes for the homeless. And we give money to the schools so that they're not so rickety and, and underfunded. And we don't make, we don't, we send um, like, drug rehab experts to help the drug addicts instead of cops right. and guns. Right. Right. I understand. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. It does. I yes. mean, we've and criminalized actually, living. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'm going to do a mock-up of your flag, and I'm going to send you a mock-up and you can okay it, and then I'll get your address, and then I'll get it out in the mail to you this week, this coming week. That would be wonderful. And you can send me a picture. But before we get um, get ready to close the podcast, I just want to ask you, and I want to thank you again for doing this for me. Is there anything else you want to add, or anything else that you just want to say um, to people that need to get on board that aren't on board? And you know, just what do you? What, what do you think we we could do? Well, um, I think that white people need to shoulder the burden. We need to carry it for you for a while. Carried it for a long time, but we need to do it under your direction. Mm-hmm. And we need to do a lot of listening and a lot of learning on our own which was the intent of joining that group on Facebook Mm -hmm. and we just we need to do this all in love 
right Kathleen let me ask you something because I saw this and posted in the group and they were talking about people that say oh I don't see color and a lot of black people find that to be offensive because I need you to I, I, I need you to see color because I'm black I am black and I and I think some people just kind of get it misconstrued about seeing color and I think most people mean well when they see it but some, when they say it and I think some people it diminishes it, it dismisses your experience though doesn't it yes because there there are some people that accept some black people because Kathleen I'll tell you this I was fortunate enough my, my, my mom um, my mom's father put all of his children through college. The, the the ones that did not finish, they it was because they just didn't want to go to college. But they were all successful. My grandfather owned over two hundred acres of land. He had his own cotton field. He had mules, cows, you name it. He they were probably not what people would say typical. And so we get and then my father was had pretty much the same type of life my grandfather was the first black city councilman of a small town called Biola Battery Alabama you if you've seen far they talk about Biola Battery yes. and my grandfather won with only a hundred black registered voters in pretty much a white town um and a guy made a comment the other day on Facebook that my grandfather and my uncle who was actually with the fire department they earned they earned respect and that other people just needed to grow up and get over it well some people are my friend or they think well she came from a good family so I'm I'm black but uh-huh and so if I'm gonna be your friend because I'm gonna always be black regardless <laughs> of my background right. or how educated my family is or or whatever because we have we all have skeletons we all have our mishaps in life and all of those things but I don't want to be I don't want you to affiliate with me because I'm black but she's black but uh-huh. and I hear it a lot um I hear white people say like oh you know she comes from a good family I've heard people say to my sister who worked in the school system here she you know joy comes from a good family and what does that supposed to mean as if you thought something different mm-hmm. um yes <laughs> so I, I don't want to be I want I don't want to be your black friend but because I'm always going to be black that's not going to change educated non-educated you know been in jail not been in jail any of those things I'm always gonna be black and I think when people say I don't see color I need you to see my color because I'm I am black and that's not going to change correct absolutely because if we're out in public and we're together in something and there's something that comes up and I'm with a group of white people and that's my situation a lot of times I'm with white people I have like my white family that I do Thanksgiving with most of the time. I do Fourth uh, of July with, and I and I'll, I will say, you know, those that's you know, I'm going to be with my white family this this time, and I say it jokingly, but they're white and I'm black, and me and my children are probably gonna be the only black people there. But if KKK members come by during this time, what happens? Mm-hmm. Do they leave me by my because 
you got to know that I'm black. I'm always going to be black. I'm going to be black no matter what happens in any circumstance or any situation. Right. So what do you do? So I can't be your black friend, but there can't be any buts because n- that's not going to change. Of course. God, what? Uh, I'm so sorry people say these things to you. And, um, you know, it's, I don't know, it's crazy. I asked the lady today, she said, well, when those people, and I said, who? Who's those people? <laughs> who, who are those people? Uh-huh. And she said, oh, the people that that were uh, doing the vandalism, why Why you ask? I didn't say uh-huh. anything back because I knew, it was, I knew where it was going, but. I mean, you cannot assume because I don't spray paint anything. I'm not going around vandalizing anything. Well, look, I've seen some of those pictures of those vandals, and those people are white people. There was white people all around the. And thing. you know that they were starting something. Yeah. Trying to discredit the movement. Correct. So we'll get through this. We'll get through it, and it'll be better on the other side. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Yes, I can finally use Definitely. my big mouth for good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, once again, I want to say thanks for being a part of Encouragement with the Kwanda. Um, this has been great. It's been positive, and I'm glad to hear from um someone on the on the other side, you know, someone on the outside looking in because you can love me as much as you like um but one thing you won't experience you won't have the same experience that i experienced because i'm black and i'm glad that you acknowledge the fact and you respect the fact that you know that and you know that there's truth to this man um so that make that gives me a great feeling that there are people that you are like that and there are I'm sure lots of other people that are like that as well and I'm glad that you and I were able to cross paths to talk about and thank you for stepping out and and asking me and just just so you know um I do not have a friend who doesn't believe this there are more of us than there are of them that's good and now that's good we've been our eyes have been opened to a bigger degree than we thought possible and we're going to do everything we can to make it better that's great that's great well hopefully if I come to New Orleans I will give you a call and maybe we can meet up and actually meet each other. I would love that. And um, if it's not COVID, you got, I have a guest room. You're welcome to stay here. Great. <laughs> and hopefully that'll be over soon. I do come to New Orleans every now and then. My husband works offshore. Oh, okay. um, and sometimes I bring him to New Orleans. But um, that'll be great. But thanks again, Kathleen. And you have a great rest of your night and we'll be in contact this week about the flag. Yes ma'am. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, Bye bye. All we say to America is be true to what you said on paper.
Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, we come to you today, Lord, to tell you thank you. Lord God, thank you for yet another opportunity to have an episode of encouragement with the Kwanda. Lord God, we ask that you would just be in the midst of everything that's going on, Lord. Lord God, that you would order our steps, that you would show us and lead us the way, Lord God, that you would soften the hearts of our enemies, Lord God, that we will become more unified, Lord God, that we will become more like Christ. Lord God, I thank you for Kathleen tonight, Lord God. I thank you for allowing us to cross paths. Lord God, I know that in my heart, I believe that everything happens for a reason, Lord God. And I am so grateful and I am so thankful that you allowed this to happen on this day at this time, Lord. Lord God, so I ask that you would cover her and her family, Lord God, that you would renew her strength, Lord God, that you would ease her mind, Lord God, that you would even lead her in a direction, Lord God, that she may be struggling with following, Lord God, that you would not have her stray away from her purpose, Lord God, but you would be her purpose. Lord God, I just thank you. I magnify you. I know that in the midst of all of this that's going on, Lord God, that you are still sovereign, that you are still holy and magnificent, that you are a wonderful God. Lord, I just love you, Lord God. I just thank you for keeping us from seen and unseen danger, Lord God. I ask that you would just be a hedge of protection around this nation, around this world, Lord God. And I lift our leaders up to you right now, Lord God, that you would order their steps, God. So God, I just close this prayer out tonight, thanking you once again for all that you are and all that I could even ever hope or imagine that you would be, Lord God. You go above and beyond that. So God, I'll be careful to give you all the honor and all the glory. This I ask in your son Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for stopping by Encouragement with the Kwanda.